Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Philippians probably one of my favorite epistles. Actually, I like a lot of the Bible. But in chapter 2, the Apostle Paul says this, Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. And actually what he's talking about there is he goes on and talks about the humility of Jesus and that Jesus left the heavens to come to be among us in the form of a slave and would be willingly go to the cross for you and I. But that concept of let this mindset which is in Christ be in you and I We really, as Christians, need to strive to be like Jesus. Now, here's the problem. We oftentimes have wrong concepts of Jesus. We operate on wrong concepts. And In fact, for most of us, when we think about what it's like to be like Jesus, you might be here and you're operating under a concept that Jesus is sick of you. Jesus wants to squash you because of the stuff in your life. There are things about you that Jesus can't accept, so therefore he doesn't want to have anything to do with you. And that's what a lot of people operate under as far as the concept of Christ. And in turn, they operate that way with each other, don't we? There are certain people we don't like, certain people we flat out reject, certain people that we don't want to have anything to do with. And they're all around us. And I'll be honest with you, if you talk to the average person on the street or in the community, and you talk to them about church, that's the concept they have of church, is that church, you know, yeah, you know, I'm interested in God, but, but I would never be accepted there. They would never accept me. And as you dig a little bit deeper, you realize it's because they don't think that God can accept them. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of times we give the impression that we won't accept them. What we're going to do today is we're going to look at Just a few short verses, five verses. We're going to look at an incident from Jesus' life, another healing that he does. And this is a very significant healing, verses 12 through 16, in which Jesus is going to come upon a guy who basically is an outcast. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. And what we're going to see is, is that he is willing, Jesus is willing to go the extra mile to reach out to this guy to bring healing to his life. And we're going to hopefully broaden our understanding of who Jesus is. And hopefully we can go back to what I said earlier about what Paul said, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. So let's look with me. Verse 12 through 16. And it happened when he was in a certain city that, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus. And he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. And he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. However, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. 
So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Here's what we're going to do today, folks. We're going to look at really two sections here. We're going to look at the outcast, the guy with leprosy. We're going to learn some things about him, hopefully that we can gain an understanding of what's going on here. And then we're going to look at the healer, who's Jesus, and learn some things, hopefully, from Jesus' life that we can apply to our own. So let's first of all, let's talk about the outcast. We, look, we see it in verse 12. We're just briefly introduced to him. He's referred to as a man who is full of leprosy. And so we want to see several things here. I'm going to actually point out four things to you about this guy. And I want you to understand a couple of things. So here's the setting. Jesus is in one of the cities of Galilee. That is northern Israel at the time. And this guy comes along who's full of leprosy. Here's the first thing I want you to see about him. And as far as the reality of who he is being an outcast. First of all, he was afflicted. He was afflicted. Now, let me explain to you what leprosy is. We, we often think in terms of leprosy, in terms of modern lepers today who suffer from Hansen's disease. It's called Hansen's disease. And what it is is that parts of your body, the nerves die, and therefore, if you rub against it, you don't have any feeling. So basically, they wear off body parts. So like if they touch a hot iron or a stove, they burn their hand but they don't feel it. So therefore, if you're, you're holding on to something that's hot, your flesh burns, and then what happens is, is that ultimately you get an infection and parts of your body are removed and so forth. That's Hansen's disease. That is not necessarily what leprosy in the Bible is talking about. Hansen's disease is included in it, but in the biblical times, in the ancient times, leprosy was any kind of skin disease. It could be a rash it could be lupus. It could be any kind of skin disease. And it was basically, it was an outward show that you were sick. And so what you read here, look at what it says here. So this gentleman is obviously suffering from some sort of skin disorder. It may very well be Hansen's disease. But the term is very generic here. But notice what it says in verse 12. A man who was full of leprosy. So basically the connotation is this guy was covered from head to toe with a skin disease. He was afflicted. So obviously this guy has got some problems. He's got some major hurt going on in his life. Now, let's go on now. Here's what happens with a guy who's a leper. According to Leviticus chapter 13, we won't go there, there were certain things that needed to happen in his life. So the first thing we want to see is is that he was rejected by the religious community. The Bible is very clear in Leviticus that somebody who had this skin disorder, who had leprosy, was then considered unclean. And basically, being an unclean person, he was then not able to participate in worship. He couldn't go and make sacrifices. He couldn't go to the temple. He couldn't go to the synagogue. He, in in any way, was basically an outcast as far as God was concerned. He was considered unclean. Now, let me explain to you what that means. To be unclean means that you are unacceptable in God's sight. And that you need to be cleansed first in order for God to accept you. So here's what I want you to see. Here's this guy. He's afflicted with a skin disease. It's covering his whole body. 
And you know what? You think about it. You know the last time you were sick? When, the last time I was sick, I remember being in bed moaning. And just saying, oh, God, heal me. I'm a big baby when I get sick. All right? God, I, I don't want to suffer like that. You know, like when you have a flu and you have the body aches. Oh, I can't handle it. Okay? Well, here's this guy. And what's our natural reaction when you guys suffer? What? We call out to God. We want God to heal us. Here's what I want you to see about this guy. He can't call out to God. The very thing that he's suffering from, he knows, makes him unclean. And so he's not accepted by God. So let me stop for a moment. Because he's not accepted by God, he's not accepted by the religious community. He's not accepted by the people of God. There's no compassion for him. He's basically an island to himself. A total outcast. In fact, you know what? God created us to be relational beings, did he not? You're not an island to yourself, although some people like to think they are, but deep inside they want someone to love them. And the reality is, is that when you look in the Bible, a lot of times when you see lepers, it's not this guy's by himself, but a lot of times you'll see groups of lepers coming to Jesus. Why? Because they hang out with themselves. Because they're not accepted. And here's the reality. Here's the next thing I want you to see, is that he was rejected by society. He was rejected by society. Here's what they had to do. Because he had this skin disorder, it was required, because he was a leper, that whenever he would walk, if he was walking along the road, and let's say a group of people were coming down the street and walking on the sidewalk with him, he would have to yell out, Unclean! I'm unclean! Get away from me! I'm unclean! And people would get away from him. Because number one, they'd be afraid of getting his disease. And number two, they didn't want to be unclean. See, no one touched them. I, I can't even imagine that, can you? Can you imagine a world where nobody touches you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Think about that. He was a total outcast, rejected by the religious community, rejected by society. Can you imagine that? You know, folks, can I be honest with you? It is real right here in this community. It may not be leprosy, but I had a conversation this week with a young couple. And she's, uh, she goes to the methadone clinic. And she's getting over it. But here's her attitude. She'd like to come to church. It may not be our church, maybe another church. But she said, I don't think people will accept me because I go there. And I said, I, I don't think so. I think they will. But here's what, you know what, I lied to her. Because I wanted to affirm her, but on the inside I know better. You want to know why I know better? Because I've hung out with Christians. And I hear what they say about the clinic. And I hear what they say about the people who go to the clinic. And she might as well be a leper as far as the church today in our area. Because they're rejected when they're crying out for help. Do you understand what I'm saying? This guy was an outcast. But there's one more thing I want you to see about him as an outcast that really comes out of this passage. I want you to look with me at verse 12 and look exactly what it says there. And it happened that it, as he was in a certain city, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus and he fell on his face. So this guy comes up to Jesus. He doesn't touch Jesus because, again, remember, he's unclean. He sees Jesus and he falls on his face. And here's what he says. Lord, 
Now, let me stop for a moment. That word Lord there is like sir. doesn't necessarily mean that he recognizes Jesus as God here. It's like saying sir. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Here's the reality. Because he was rejected by religious, the religious community, because he was rejected by society, this led to a wrong concept of Jesus. This led to a wrong concept of Jesus. Listen to me, folks. Here's what's going on in this life, guy's life. You cannot live where you feel so ostracized that, that basically the religious community wants nothing to do with you. Society rejects you. Therefore, it's only natural that if everybody else is rejecting you, guess what? God rejects you. And so this guy is there, and he's looking, and he sees Jesus, and the word has gotten out. I mean, Jesus is doing everything. Jesus is healing. Jesus is casting out demons. No sickness stands in his way. So this guy knows, this guy can heal me. But he's got a wrong concept of Jesus. Here's the wrong concept. He thinks Jesus is just like everybody else. Jesus doesn't want to have anything to do with me because I'm a leper. I'm an outcast. I might contaminate him. You see what's going on here? You see how our actions as the people of God in rejecting people, our actions as a society in rejecting people can give people the wrong concept about Jesus and that we can communicate to people a concept of a Jesus who is able to do whatever he wants to do, but he doesn't want to do it with me because I'm not right. I've done wrong. That's the outcast. He's afflicted. He's suffering. He's rejected. Rejected by society. And yeah, we understand society rejects, but people of God, but they do. And that just leads to a wrong concept of Jesus. Wrong concept of Jesus. Can you see it happening? You know what, friends? I meet people all the time. They have a wrong concept of Jesus. You know where they get the wrong concept of Jesus? It's not from Jesus. It's from us. It's from us. That's the outcast. Let's go on now. We're going to see the healer. Verse 13. You want, if you want, put a star by that one. It's a beautiful verse. Here's what Jesus said. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. The first thing I want you to see is this. He is willing. Here, I want you to picture it. Picture this. Picture this with me, folks. Here's this guy. He's got a skin disease that covers his entire body. He's afflicted. Nobody wants near him because they're afraid of getting contaminated. You know what it's like? It's like, remember December? Somebody's got a cough here, and you're like, stay away from me. I'm glad George has got those bottles in the back to put that stuff on my hands. I mean, that's just with somebody having a cough. This guy's got a skin disease, and nobody wants anything to do with him. He's supposed to say, unclean, unclean, stay away from me. He's got a wrong concept of Jesus, comes, falls on his face before him, says, Jesus, if you're willing... Look, you're talking about a guy who nobody has touched probably in a long time. And look at what Jesus does. He says he's willing. You know what? And it's just not words with Jesus, is it? Look at what Jesus did. He touched him. In a world where touching a leper would make you unclean, 
Jesus touched him. Isn't that powerful? It's not even... I mean, he could have just said, you're clean, and that's it. Jesus could have just spoke the word, and he's clean. Jesus wanted to communicate something, my friends. He didn't just want to heal the man. He wanted to heal him internally, too. Do you understand what I'm saying? It isn't just a skin disease that's going on in this guy's life. There's some emotional healing that's got to take place. And so Jesus says, I'm willing, and he touches the guy. That's powerful. From a guy who's probably not been touched by anybody for a long time, Jesus touches him. He's willing. See, he's willing. He's willing to reach out in our lives in the midst of the junk that we do, in the midst of the junk that we're suffering. He's willing. We've got to grasp that about him. We've got to quit operating under this thing that he's going to reject me. He's not going to have anything to do. If he only knew what I did, first of all, he knows what you did. He already knows what you did. He was, he, he was there when you did it. He's willing. He's willing. And not only do we see that He's willing, He is the source of cleansing. He is the source of cleansing. Look at that. He said, verse 13, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left Him. Some, you know what? Here, here, folks, let me just be real with you for a moment. Some of you are here and you're haunted. You understand what I mean by haunted? I'm not talking about spooky, woo stuff. I'm not talking about that, but I am talking about being haunted by stuff you've done in the past. You live with the memories. You live with the accusations. You live with the shame. You live with the guilt. And you wonder. You wonder about it. You, you sit there and you struggle and it's like, I want to do something for God, but He can't never use me because of and whatever it does. I mean, it could have been something 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It could have been something last week. If only, if only he would forgive me. You know what? I'm gonna, I want to kill something. We got a wrong concept, not just of Jesus, but of Christianity. And here's the wrong concept of Christianity: that God wants us to be perfect, and He only uses perfect people. That, that's so wrong. That's from the pit of hell. The reality is, is there's only one perfect. That's Jesus, and He gave His life. For the imperfect, that's us. And it doesn't matter what you've done. Your acceptance with God isn't based upon what you've done. It's based upon what He's done. And we need to grasp the reality of that. And nobody here is perfect. In fact, if you think you're perfect, you just showed that you're not. Do you understand what I'm saying? And here's Jesus. He's not only willing, He is the source of cleansing in our lives. Isn't that awesome? You know what, some of you here, you're struggling, you're dealing with issues, and you need that cleansing, you need that removal of guilt and shame. You're not going to find it anywhere else but Jesus. You're only going to find it in Jesus. Only Jesus. He's the one who brings it. And He will. It isn't going to be in food. It isn't going to be in beer. It isn't going to be in cigarettes. It isn't going to be in sex. It isn't going to be in your job. It isn't going to be in any of that stuff as much as we try to make it that stuff to bring the healing in our lives. It isn't. The only one who's going to bring the healing is Jesus. He's the source of cleansing. He's reality. And he says he's willing. There's another thing here I want you to see. And this is so powerful. Verse 14, you might be wondering, what in the world has this got to do with anything? Look with me at verse 14. And he charged him to tell no one. So, first of all, think of this. This guy's got a skin disease that's covering his body. 
Jesus reaches out and radically cleanses him, heals this man, and here's what he says, I don't want you to tell anybody, I want you to go to Jerusalem, talk to the priests, and go through the process of letting them know you're cleansed. I mean, can you not tell somebody you just got healed? I mean, you'd be excited. And Jesus is saying, go show yourself to a priest and do what Moses commanded. Let me explain to you what Moses commanded. When somebody was cleansed of leprosy, they were to go present themselves to a priest at the temple, and then the priest was to inspect them, sort of like a medical examination, to make sure that they were clean, and it was a week-long process. So you got to go hang out at the temple for a whole week. And then you had to make sacrifices, thanking God, so it's going to cost you some money to buy the sacrifices, to thank God for what happened to you, and it was to be acknowledged by the priests. Now here's what Jesus is doing. Go and do that so they can see that something's happened. What's he doing here? Why, 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 why is he telling him to do this? Here's, what he's, here's the point. He is doing something new. He wanted that guy to go to Jerusalem, to the temple, to the religious authorities, and say, guys, look, something's up. Something's happening. Something wonderful has come. The lepers are being cleansed. Listen, I want you to understand, because here's the thing. When he shows up at the temple, it's not like they're going to know what they need to do. The implication is, is that these guys at the temple, they're going to have to dig out the books and stuff like, oh, wow, what do we do here? This doesn't happen very often. Sort of like, you remember the commercials for the Maytag repairman? So, I mean, you got the temple guys, you're assigned to lepers this week, so don't worry about it. Just hang loose. Nothing ever happens in that area. And that week somebody shows up. What do I do? Something new's happening. The old is going away. My friends, this is the healer. Something new is happening. Something new and radical where the outcasts are accepted and cleansed from their problems. That's what he's saying. Isn't that what we should be? Something new is happening. Isn't that wild? I mean, that's, I mean, that's radical to me when I read that. Jesus is so awesome. Something was anew. You say, okay, George, how do we apply this to our lives? I really have four questions. I'm going to break them into two sections. First section is going to be for the outcasts who are here. And then the second section is going to be for the rest of us. So let's go through them. First of all, if you're here, number one, do you feel rejected? The feelings are real. In fact, you might be here and you... you it's amazing you're here because you feel that way. And for some reason God brought you here and you know God brought you here. And you're sitting here and for whatever reason, it might be whatever it might be some issue in your life or something you've done in the past or, or whatever, but you feel rejected. You feel rejected by God's people. You feel rejected by society as a whole. You feel like an outcast. And, and you know what? It doesn't even have to be that issue. Can I, it's not only been too recently that the church rejected people who were divorced. And there's still some churches that still act that way. Do you feel rejected? That's a real question. Do you feel rejected? Because here's the thing. If you're feeling rejected, the tendency is, is that you think God rejects you. You know what I mean? If you feel rejected, 
by people, and especially God's people, you're going to have a tendency to think that God rejects you. And let me tell you something, folks. He doesn't. He doesn't reject you. If He rejected you, He would reject me. He would reject every one of us. He would not have sent His Son Jesus to the cross to die for us. That's the greatest show of love, is it not? He loves you. He doesn't reject you. He accepts you. But you know what? He doesn't know what I've done. Yeah, He does. But you know what? It doesn't matter to Him. Because He doesn't look at what you've done. He looked at what, what Jesus has done. And that's His basis of acceptance of you. So that brings me to the next thing. It's not a question. Reach out to Jesus. Reach out to Jesus. Do like the leper. Do like that outcast who went and threw himself at Jesus' feet. But don't ask, are you willing? You already know he's willing. Just say, touch me, Jesus. Cleanse me. Bring healing to my life. I've tried everything else. It's not working. I'm making a bigger mess, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Touch my life. My friends, He will. He will. You've got to reach out. For the rest of you here, i got two questions. Who are you rejecting? Don't let that one slip over you. I accept everybody, George. All of us have somebody we're rejecting. All of us do. Who are you rejecting? Here, let me phrase it another way for you. What if they came to this church? How would you feel? You know what I'm saying? Who are you rejecting? Is it people who go to the clinic? Is it people who are on relief? Is it people because they have a different skin color? Is it people because they have money? Because we can do that too, you know. Who are you rejecting? And then finally, here's the big one. What does it say about God? What does it say about Jesus? Because my friends, they will probably know that you're a Christian. They will probably know that you go to church somewhere because somehow in the conversation, what are you doing Sunday? Well, i got to go to Kerwinsville Christian Church. What does your rejection of people tell others about Jesus and God? Are you giving them a wrong concept of God that God doesn't want to have anything to do with me because the people of God don't want anything to do with me? What does it tell you about God? Friends, a year ago, it's been a year now, and I was praying, I said, God, what is your vision for this place? What do you want to do through us? What do you want to do through us in this community? And very clearly the thought came to my mind. Here's what he wants. Here's what he wants us to be. A church of real people where anyone can come and find Jesus Christ and learn to walk in obedience. That's what we need to be. That's what He wants us to be. A church of real people. Not self-righteous. we got our act together. Let's be honest, we don't. I don't have my act together. Real people. Where anyone, it doesn't matter who they are, can come and find Jesus. That's what we want them to do, isn't it, folks? We want them to find Jesus. Because that's where healing is. That's where the healing, that's where the cleansing is. Is with Jesus. But you know what? I don't want to ever have anybody ask me again, well, I don't know if I can come to your church. I don't know if they'll accept me. I want it to be known in town. Go to that church. They'll accept you. That's who we need to be, isn't it? Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. That's what the Apostle Paul says. That's what we need to do, folks. 
We need to not just speak words, we need to touch people. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.